It's time now for the rural news with Kim Moody in Ōtotahi and Kim Kyoda. Waikato blueberry growers are coming to terms with their losses after a severe frost. Kia ora Charlotte, yes, a $25 million price tag has been put on the cost of a severe frost which wiped out entire blueberry orchards in Waikato over a fortnight ago. Most growers lost 90% of their production and a few lost half their crop. A major Waikato grower, Dan Peach, says there was some hope the damage wasn't as bad as first thought, but that's been dashed. He told Susan Murray everyone is now digesting that and figuring out what they can do. You know, for some growers... That's how they put food on the table and they're having to uh, pivot and think about what else they can do, what other skills they've got, what other um, part-time jobs, what what they used to do. We're also thinking about our staff, particularly casual staff that do picking and that, and and so for some of them, you know, that's going to be harder. Yes, because what sort of numbers would you be looking at in Waikato? I think it's probably quite a lot, 400 plus I would have thought probably more. The challenge um, is that, you know, these people are not people who are just coming in on a working holiday visa or recognised seasonal employing staff. You know, these people are permanent residents of Hamilton. Their kids go to school here. So to pick up sticks and move to to the bay to, to pick a different crop, just not an option really. Dan Peach says he's trying to create work elsewhere on the orchard for staff because he wants them back next year. He says there will be enough blueberries for sale before Christmas as quite a few are grown undercover and other regions also grow blueberries. But Mr Peach says there could be a slight shortage after Christmas and supplies to our main export market, Australia, will be down. The Minister of Agriculture is concerned that some farmers will leave the sector as greenhouse gas emissions pricing comes into effect, but believes many will pivot to meet the challenge. Farmers will have to pay for emissions from 2025. The government this month released its proposal to levy them on farm, but the plan has been panned by industry groups. The government's own advice says the proposal could see 20% of sheep and beef farms disappear. Damien O'Connor told Nine to Noon he's concerned at that prospect. Yes, I am. And, and as I've said before, I can't deny the modelling and the stats that it's given us. I personally believe that actually there'll be more adaptation, there will be more technology, and farmers will adapt. If they want to continue to farm in sheep and beef, uh, they'll be able to do that. We've seen, you know, I guess over the years, uh, a lot of conversion, a lot of technology. We've seen, we've seen the halving of, of sheep numbers, yet the maintenance of the production. So, so there are a lot of things that are modelled that don't come to fruition because I think we are very adaptive, innovative farmers. Agriculture industry groups say the proposals will accelerate the conversion of sheep and beef farms into forests as farmers face tough financial choices. Damien O'Connor says land use changes are not new in farming and things have been changing on farm for years now. You have people employed in forestry and while there's some debate around the numbers of people, uh, what we've seen across the last 30 years in agriculture is, is a massive reduction in the numbers of people on farms required because of technology. That's on sheep and beef farms. We've had more people employed where you can convert to dairy. Connor accepts some farmers will make more money by selling their farms for conversion to forestry, but says it's still their choice whether to sell or not. 
Back now to the severe frost two and a half weeks ago, and there's evidence it has left ongoing damage to kiwifruit vines. Zespri has been counting the cost. Executive Officer Carol Ward says 10 to 15 percent of both gold and green crops are lost, with some growers losing everything. And between 15 and 25 percent of the new red kiwifruit crop for the next year has been lost. Ms Ward says total losses will climb even higher as the damage is still appearing. So really we haven't seen this uh, significant weather event like this. Um, Probably the last frost we had would have been back in 2002 that had this level of impact. So um, a very, very significant weather impact for us. And we're also seeing that um, bud break and flower numbers are just struggling in their consistency too. So overall, that's taken a little bit of the growth that we were anticipating, taking that off the table for us for next year. Carol Ward says a full crop assessment is due in early December and Zespri will then know what that means for peak labour demands. And lastly, interest in alternative fuels for farm machinery is ramping up, but diesel will still remain the fuel of choice in the near future. That's from the Tractor and Machine Association, which says while car manufacturers are switching to electric to reduce emissions, options for greener farm equipment remain limited. But Association President Kyle Baxter says there's a lot of exciting things happening in the sector. It's fair to say every manufacturer that would be represented in New Zealand certainly has some kind of, and I'm going to say alternative power systems in design and development, not necessarily all electric, but there's there's a range of different things from biomethane to you've got, as we talked about, electric from batteries to hydrogen. If we look at one of the brands just recently, Kubota have announced a full electric powered tractor, but it's aimed at councils and lifestyle operations. And similar Another manufacturer is JCB, a UK construction equipment company that's very well-known brand, and they've developed a range of compact construction equipment from mini excavators, little dump trucks, little forklifts. So certainly it's well on its way, but it's certainly got a long way to go. Mr Baxter says it will probably be still more than five years before alternatively fueled large farm machine, large farm machines are here. Fossil fuels for agricultural machines will be still a key key thing for powering units in the agricultural sector. And I think like diesel, unfortunately, has been labelled as the bad the bad word. But there's probably things we can do now, and people are doing it already to get more out of every every litre, every drop of fuel that's burned through efficiency of your operation using technology, the most efficient machines, so you're not having to do four or five multiple passes over a field to get it prepared for seed. That's Kyle Baxter, and that's the Rural News. Koe rā te purongo o te tai whenua.